message again, and it's really important. The authority of the believer. You know, and, and I'm beginning to just go into YouTube because people are putting things on YouTube and to, to see what our age is making available to us because of the uh, technology that we have today to capture things. Holy Spirit, I just want to thank you. I ask that you speak tonight to our people, your people, and to our hearts so that we can be the people that you have called to bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, If I have the time, chance, I'll probably show some of these videos, and you can go back and check them out. I mean, it's documented, and the news people are involved. A woman, they had the video um, with the tornado coming, and they heard her praying because it was recorded, and she says, you're not coming to my house, so, you know, you God tell this thing to go over my house. That thing kills people. But her house was not touched. And you can see it coming in the video. As she was praying and asking God, not my house. Save this house. A woman of God. And you can see that thing moving away from that home. That's the power God has given to us. I'm talking about the believer's power and authority. Most Christians, they're cowards. They don't understand. We don't understand what God is giving to us. If we know, we, we, we will never hang our heads down. I've always believed that. But over time, I started wondering because you hear all kinds of things from people. And then you start wondering, maybe I'm believing, I'm, I'm taking this thing too far. You can't believe this way. You know, as a young Christian, when I finally realized that there is a God and He was with me, I, there was no fear. And so when my family, and I've shared this with you before, when they planned to, to take me to a voodoo doctor, a renowned voodoo doctor, well known in the area, I wasn't scared at all. I figured I'm going to show this man, <laughs> I'm going to give him a good lesson about where the power really is. And I was just a few days old as a Christian. And then I listened to my Christian brothers who were older. And I started wondering, maybe I was taking this stuff too far. But as God begins to reveal to you, you begin to realize that God is with us. There is no force in this universe that can take you down if you're a Christian. The only thing that can destroy you is your ignorance. Because my people perish for lack of knowledge. You cannot know Jesus in the world and have understanding and revelation and begin to th- think defeat. You just, it's just not, it's not possible. And that's what my prayer is, that God will continue to reveal himself to me. I want to know him. I want to know him better. So that I can boldly Walk with Him. And God's opening my eyes to, to understand that, that we have so much power. Let me take the word power out. So much authority on the earth that if we know what we, what we have, our attitude will completely change. You know, you, you've read about, about John, um, John and James. When they were with Jesus and Jesus was going to go into Samaria, and the people said, we won't allow you in here. You know what they said to Jesus? You want us to call fire from heaven and touch them all up? <laughs> they, they believed they could do it. They believed they could do it. Jesus rebuked them for it because that was not compassion. God, he says, I will have mercy. God would rather have mercy. But they didn't understand it at that time. But they knew what they had. They wanted to call fire down from heaven. Let a preacher say to his church today, we're going to call fire, literal fire. The pastor, are you sure it's normal these days? uh, uh, Brother, don't you think he's losing his mind the way he's talking these days? Something is not right. How can somebody be talking about calling me from fire? Who does he think he is? Elijah? 
to hear all of those type of sentiments in the church. Because we don't know what God's giving to us. And I'm going to be sharing some of these things. It's going to be real lengthy, I think, because I have a lot that I want to share. Uh, please pardon me, okay? I will go systematically. Because as I'm sharing with you, he's cutting the double-edged sword. He's cutting this way as well. And God's giving me more understanding. Amen? So important. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 and 19. Please pardon. When I say with the scripture, there's, I'm, I'm doing that for a purpose. It's important for me. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not just stories. Faith in the word of God. God will not confirm any man's opinion. He will only confirm his word. His word is very important. Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever. Whatever. That's why that woman who was in a shop and this armed robber came and you can watch the video put, put the gun in her face. And she stepped up to him and pointed towards him with the gun right in her face. I bind you in the name of Jesus, get out of my store. And he said, woman, this is you. She says, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I bind you. I command you to walk out of my, my store. He had a loaded gun in her, right there in her face. They were close. He had his gun out. She had a finger in his face. And he walked out. There's another video there. The armed robber came with a mask. This was in the news. With a mask. And maybe about, I don't know, maybe 16 or more women in that place. And he came in. This is a robbery. You, I'm going to kill somebody here. And the woman, at first, that's why it's good to have the word in you. At first, they were all cowering. And she said she went down. But then something rose inside of her. She stood up and said, I bind you. And commanded him to live in Jesus' name. And then the rest of them, when they saw his reaction, that he stopped, the rest of them started calling the name on the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And they said he scanned the room like he was looking at something. I'm sure he saw some angels saying, if you move, we'll slap you real good. That's my thinking. And he backed away, turned around, and he was gone. They got him. The, the cops got him. I mean, these are people, I believe, they were in churches where they have been taught that they can stand against anything. Here is a loaded gun, and God is able to turn somebody with a loaded gun in the power of the name of Jesus, and you're scared of cancer? Can cancer take your life in one moment, right there? So, which is more dangerous? And God's able to turn that away, and some cancer can take your life as a Christian? My people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. Isaiah 5 verse 13. We have to fully understand the word of God. Christians are just listening to all kinds of things, and they are they are afraid like the rest of the world. And, and in every circumstances, every circumstance that comes into their life causes them to be afraid. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to be in want. And all of that kind of thing. Jesus said, don't take any thought. God takes care of the birds. He'll take care of you. You being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father? Why don't we think about those scriptures and embrace those scriptures because the flesh profits nothing. The words that he gives to us, they are spirit and life. They'll bring life to you. The word of God. But we want to listen to every man's opinion. But God is saying, let God be true and every man a liar. Including what's talking to you in your heart. That's a lie. 
if it contradicts God's word. We have to stand up as men, and mighty men of God. He says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. He didn't qualify this. He says, whatever. God is the business of whatever. You bind it and heaven will bind it. He says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree, not just this word, on the earth. Can you see that? If two of you agree on the earth concerning anything that they ask, it not may will be done. Will be done by my father. Notice everything is having to do with heaven and earth. Can you see that? Heaven and earth. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. If you lose it on earth, it's loose in heaven. If two of you can agree, it could have stopped there, right? But no. He said, on the earth. It's very important. I'm coming back to this. That I'm very, this is very deliberate here. And I believe Jesus was. On the earth. This is important. He is up there. Excuse me. We are right here. He is the head. We are his body. We are one. Whatever the body needs relates to the head. And the the head relates it back, right? And the action goes. The head is never different from the body. It's a mystery. But God will reveal that to us. Amen? It's a mystery. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus said, Look, behold, that's the meaning of the word. Look, I give you the authority to to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Basically, nothing will hurt you. Is cancer not the power of the enemy? If you say to yourself, I can't believe that. I know so many Christians. Hey, let God be true and every man a liar. We are afraid because we, have not re- we are not resting on his word alone. We have not been planted on the solid rock. Will Jesus be afraid of cancer? He is the head and I am the body. If the body has cancer, my body has cancer but my head doesn't have it. Right? For one. I'm going to come into that because the scripture says this, okay? And faith is going to be built in every one of you, amen? Because you're hearing the word. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You don't have the power, but you have the authority. Until you bind it on the earth, heaven can do nothing about it. That's what he's saying. If you don't bind it here on the earth, it's never bound in heaven. Once you bind it on the earth, it's bound in heaven. You belong to the kingdom of God, and whatever you demand is part of what's going on up there. And once it's bound in heaven, that means it's not permitted anywhere in the universe. But it's permitted as long as your mouth is shut. Because you haven't done anything. He says, whatever you lose, that's what heaven is going to lose. Because the ultimate authority is in heaven. And Jesus said, my father, after he rose from the dead, he says, all power or all authority has been given to me. Why didn't he just say in heaven? No. In heaven and the earth. 
But he's up there. We're here. We are his representatives here to exercise his authority on Satan while we are here. When you go up there, you can't do anything about the devil here anymore. <laughs> okay? But while you are here, this is the time that you can exercise this authority that Jesus gave, got when he rose from the dead. When he rose from the dead. When he came from heaven, he knew who he was in heaven. He said, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the foundations of the world. He knew his glory. He had his authority in heaven. But here on earth, he had very little authority. And God was looking for somebody that he could work with. He sent his son, one, and then multiplied his son, all of us, to take dominion over every part of the earth. And we have to do it. So he said, whatever you bind, if you don't want it here because you are my body, heaven says, absolutely no. And if you lose it on the earth, it's done. And, and we have to be here. That's why Jesus said, if two of you shall agree on the earth, while you are standing here, and you know what Satan does? He allows us to disagree with each other and fight with each other. I don't agree with what the pastor has to say. Well, that's your business. I think he's taking that too far. Yeah. And another brother said, I agree with you. That's what the enemy wants. Division. No sooner that after they prayed in agreement, the guy turns around and he starts saying something else. I agreed with him, but I think this, past, this fellow is taking this thing too far. I know a person that died of that disease. It's very bad. They walk as if they are mere men. That's what Paul said. So Paul is implying that you as a Christian, you are not just mere human. There is a part of you, please, we're not saying anybody's God. This is the word. Let God be true and every man a liar. There is a part of you that's divine. Use the authority, not power, the authority God has given to you. You know, uh, God's helping me as I, as I grow in, in, this, in this area of exercising the faith. I used to pray about finances in the church. I don't pray about that anymore. I don't do it like I used to do it anymore. I just look at it and decide I want this more. And I don't think of any day that's going to come and the Ark Fellowship is not going to be able to pay his bill. By the time the Lord starts depositing in my heart for a new, a new sanctuary, once I realize the time has come, I'm moving. If you don't want to come, that's your problem. I'm moving. Because I know he's going to provide the funds. He's going to provide the funds. Whatever you bind. Whatever you bind. It says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not strong in yourself, but strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You see, you got authority, but there's somebody that's going to resist that authority and hate the authority you have in God and we constantly fight with you. Some Christians say, well, what kind of, well I'm not in a fight. I'm not fighting anything. <laughs> you're, you're kidding yourself. He's fighting with you. You're not ready to fight. He's going to kill you. You know, I watched the United States before they go to war and they stay in their war room and they're studying everything what the enemy has and what the enemy can do, the strategy and all of that, 
And they put a lot of time into it. We have an enemy. And people Christians just wake up. It's only, they go by how they feel. I don't feel good. I don't feel like going to church today. I don't feel this way. I think, I think, I think. And everything is negative. Nothing having anything to do with the word of God. And they think they're really living. They are being real. Real outside the word of God. How can you be real outside the word of God? You're deceiving yourself. That's why the Bible says, don't be deceived. In other words, don't deceive yourself. So it's possible to deceive yourself. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Not in your power. That's the only way you can put on the whole armor of God. You need the whole armor of God. So that you can stand against the deceit, the wiles of the enemy. That's what the scripture is saying. The wiles of the devil. And it tells us we are not fighting against flesh and blood. So whether you like it or not, there is fight going on. Satan is resisting your family. Satan is resisting your finances. Satan is resisting your understanding of the word of God. Satan is resisting you when you feel like praying. Many times people feel like praying, but by the time they kneel to pray, before long they are in deep meditation. After five minutes, they are really sleeping. And the brother said, now I know when I can't sleep, I'll just kneel and pray so I can sleep. Well, Satan's got you. And every time you open your Bible to pray, you're yawning. I mean to read, you're already yawning. I can't go to sleep, but I know once I start reading one of Paul's epistles, uh, I go to sleep. So that's your medicine to go to sleep. You in real trouble, he's got you. You should be sitting down and studying the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you find yourself moving away from the presence of God, the things of God, you can't pray, you are bound. You're really bound. You should seek to be free. Because it's something as a child of God you should enjoy. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of our God. And David in the wilderness, he says, I I just want to be there. I just want to go to God's house. I miss the opportunity of going to God's tabernacle. Because he was running away from Saul. Nothing more painful. Here we have people who say, I don't feel like going to there. Well, those feelings are not from God, I guarantee you. They are never from God. Put on the whole armor. We are in a fight. That's what the scripture says. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How are you going to do this? Notice he didn't say, God will make you strong. It's your responsibility. Is that not what he says? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Who is going to make me strong? Not God. Otherwise, God's not going to tell me to be strong when he's the one to make me strong, right? If I have nothing to do with it, why tell me? Just make me strong and we're over this matter. But it's your responsibility to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And Paul realized this, that we wouldn't make it as Christians. So he told us from the word of God what we should do. Paul said, I never cease to pray for you. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees. To the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might. Okay? To be strengthened with might. By the power of the Holy Spirit. To be strengthened with man. That he will grant you. By the power of the Holy Spirit. To be strengthened with might in your inner man. 
So how are you to be strengthened in mind? God will have to grant you that to be strengthened with might. So to be strengthened with might is important. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. If you're already a Christian, and he was writing to Christians, why is he praying for them for Christ to dwell in their heart then? Does it make sense? I thought when you receive Christ, it's already in your heart. Right? But now he's praying for them. He said, I, I, I always, I bow my knee. For this reason, I bow my knee. And I'm constantly praying for you guys. But let me go there. It said, from the God, Jesus Christ, from whom, it says, I, for this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth, his name. What family is he talking about? Have you thought about that? There's one family. The family of God. Some are over there. The others are right here. There. And the top, the father, when you are in a family, all my children bear my last name, right? Guess what our last name is? That's what he's talking about. The family here and the family over there. They bear his name. That's what he's talking about. So the family up there are more powerful than the family down here. Think about it. We are called by his name. That you carry the authority. No, we're talking about authority, right? You carry the authority that they have over there. That's what he's saying. But now he wants you, for you to really understand what you have, you have to be strengthened with might in your inner man by the Holy Spirit. David had his mighty men. Remember them? They were ordinary men and they became mighty men. We came to God ordinary. And God is in the process of making us mighty men and women of God. You are only limited by your thinking. As I read the history of the Pentecostal movement around the world and the different revivals, I, start, I read about a lot of women. I'm amazed at what God's done through women. Planting churches. The women mentoring people. John Ascroft, you know about him, John Ascroft, the father, powerful minister, minister to one woman, some Harry Hammond, minister to that woman, and that woman, I'm not sure how much education she had, I mean, all over this country, people looked up and she mentored people. A woman, they built churches, powerful churches. What's going on? We need to rise. Rise and shine. Arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That's scripture. Those people rose. They knew their God. And they did exploit. We are not beggars. We are members of his family. Amen. When my children want to use my car, Daddy, I need to go somewhere. Can I borrow your car? <laughs> Amen. It's your car. And they sometimes it's our car, right? They didn't pay for it, but it's your car. <laughs> Members of his family to be strengthened with might. 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the scripture says. That Christ may dwell in our heart by faith, through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. If you are filled with all the fullness of God, you got God. Why should you be afraid of anything? And then we talked about this unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that is at work in us. So there is, right now, there is a power at work in you. And God says he wants that power strengthened with might in your inner man by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that you know what belongs. When you are rooted and grounded in love, you have no fear of anything. Perfect love casts out fear. Yes. So Paul is saying, I want you to be rooted. You are strengthened in might in your inner man. And then through that you are grounded and rooted because Christ is living in your heart by faith. That if Christ is living in your heart by faith, everywhere you go, you are carrying Christ. When the devil sees you, he says, here comes trouble. Because yet Jesus comes in. Because you have been filled with all the fullness of God. You carry God. You are a family member. Everywhere you go, you represent your family. God is your family. When the U.S. has an ambassador, and the Bible talks about we are the ambassadors for Christ, you go to the U.S. embassy in Nigeria. When you get in, it's like you are in the U.S.A. Everything is different from what you see outside. It all looks like you are in America, in, in a foreign country. <laughs> all the stuff that we don't have in Nigeria, they all have them all there in the American embassy. And a few times that I've been there, I wish they just let me stay there. I'll have fun. Because everything looks neat and nice. Amen. Because they, they, are, they represent the United States of America. We represent him. Amen? And he'll meet all of our needs. God is faithful to his own. He never forgets. Every one of you bought with the blood of his son. That's how you're priceless. No, there's nothing in this old world that can pay for your life. The only thing worthy enough for your life, as far as God sees it, is the life of his son. That's how precious you are to God. And then we live as if we are paupers here on earth. Helpless. I don't want to live that way anymore. Amen? Can you say that with me? Don't want to live that way anymore. Got to believe God. There is a way, and I'm going to close with this tonight. There is a way you can begin. I need you to pray this prayer constantly. I said it last week. Repeat it. Open the Bible and start going through it over and over again. Pray in the Spirit and then say this word. Because the Holy Spirit recorded this for us. So that we know what Paul was praying for. for. And the Ephesian church was a very powerful church. Notice there was nothing for Paul to correct. And this, this thing came out out of Paul, the theologians will tell you, he was as if he was singing unto him who is able, he's just praising God and bringing out this great revelation that God has delivered to him. That's what, it was, that's what you see in Ephesians chapter 3. So pray this prayer. But how are you going to be strengthened with might? By his spirit, right? So I've always asked the question, how do you get the spirit to strengthen you with might? What do you have to do? 
Well, one of the things we have to do is pray this prayer. Because until you are strengthened with mind in your inner man by the Holy Spirit, you cannot be rooted and grounded in love, and Christ cannot dwell in your heart by faith. Just not going to happen. Just by going to church. Christians must assume their responsibility. I used to tell myself, God, bring Paul back. Because he prayed for them, and he's up there now. Who is going to pray for me? This is my time. Send him back here. Let him know I live in Houston so he can pray for me. So the saints in Houston, I pray for you. That's the way it is. But the Holy Spirit recorded this so that I can take the same scripture, the same prayer, and pray. And God is not a respecter of persons. Because I'm family member, when it comes out of my mouth, when the father hears it, he says, that sounds like Paul. We got to be, be with him. Amen. And I'm praying this prayer over our church as well. Amen. I'm praying for you. And I always tell the Lord, God, you, you will bless your inheritance in the Ark Fellowship. Every family. And I believe he's heard me. I'm not doubting. I know he has heard me. And the families are being blessed. I have a person that in our church that they uh, they said they laid him off, and uh, I said uh, that's okay. I think God has something better for you. That's what I believe. And uh, don't worry about it. We're gonna pray about it. And they called the the CEO called the next day and said uh, they gave him a severance uh, package good 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 one and uh, CEO called the next day and said well um, uh, we shouldn't have let you go that way we, we're going to do something about this uh, he, uh, we'll pay you uh, uh, for the next two or three months you don't have to come to work we'll pay you your full salary And the fellow said, uh, I, I guess you're going to take that money off from my severance package. No, no, no. We're not going there. You keep that, all of it. I said to this fellow before, God's just giving you opportunity to rest a little bit. Now God has other jobs in line for him. While he's at home resting, they are paying him for not working. And yet other companies are looking. Come and work for us. Talk about blessing. That's the God we serve. We don't have to fear. The Lord is my shepherd. I guess everyone knows it's my favorite scripture, right? <laughs> I'm not saying it for you. I'm saying it for my survival. <laughs> Three, two things you must do. Pray the scriptures again. Jude one twenty. Can you give me that, please? Jude one twenty. It says, but you, Jude, next to Revelation, yes, I didn't say Ezekiah chapter 4 verse 1, <laughs> and then you start turning your Bible, there is no book like Ezekiah, <laughs> it just sounds like Ezekiel, <laughs> Ezekiah chapter 4 verse 1, they turn from one end to the Bible, <laughs> we can't find Ezekiah, <laughs> It's not in the, well, anything Kyra is good for scripture. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. How do you do that? Praying in the spirit. A lot of Christians, you know, uh, some years back, I discovered this scripture and I figured I need to be strong because uh, I was still, I was too flaky in those days. I think there's still some flake. I want God to get it out. So I started praying in tongues a lot. And I see Christians, when I'm around them, they just, they, they are blasting, you know, real good, powerful sentences to God. 
And in my opinion, getting back nothing. Now, it's not impressed by the way you can put your sentence together. This is where he's at. The scripture cannot lie. Building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Do you really want to grow? Sometimes people don't want to do anything about it. But do you really want to know God? Spend that time. You may not see any difference the next day, but stay with it in six months. People will begin to tell you things. There's something different. I guarantee you. In those days after I found this out, for years, I, at least an hour. If you, something comes up and breaks it, I know I've, I, I wasn't, I, 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 I timed myself. The clock was right there. And once that thing, if it's 30 minutes, something happens, I know I have 30 more minutes. I will find a way to get back. And it just right after that, my mind started getting so open. I knew how to get people delivered from demons. I, I just, I knew what to do. In those days, it used to be helping people receive the Holy Spirit it's your ministry. God just taught me himself how to do it. I've got, I'll get people, about a hundred people, they just got saved right there. I pray for them, a hundred of them, and they're all speaking in tongues. I have them on video. I should get some of those videos out. Hey, Angie, am I permitted? <laughs> she doesn't want me putting those videos out. But when I started ministry, I have a lot of people, they are newly saved. Sometimes I'm preaching, there are demons manifesting in the field. And I bring them in, get them out, the demons out of them, and then they are filled with the Holy Spirit. But God started teaching me. And a time came when God started talking to me about, because I did that praying with people to receive uh, the Holy Spirit, ministers were bringing people to me. And I was praying for ministers. But God started telling me, there is no difference. Pray for them to be healed. And I said, God, please. Uh, I don't understand that stuff. Uh, let me do this ministry of uh, helping people receive the Holy Spirit. Until finally one day, I guess I've shared this here in the church, God just ministered to me. I, I had seen healing off and on, but never really got confident in it. But one night, I think I woke up that morning and I said to Angela, I can open blind eyes and can make the deaf hear. Angela, you remember that? That was before I went into ministry. And once I got into ministry, I couldn't wait to see that happen. And I've seen that. But I'm your brother. We're all same. You've got the same authority. You can do exactly the same. I hate it when a minister separates himself, and Galatians speaks against it. He says they separate you and put you on the other side so you can feel after them. I don't like that. What you can do, I can do also. Just teach me how you got there. That's all I need. And I'm telling you, you can do exactly the same and more. And I'll rejoice with you. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, He builds you up spiritually. You get strong. And the fear, your fears go away. And you talk different. That's the truth. Your language will become different. As you build yourself. In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 14, it says, If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. I say to people, if you understand what you're saying, you're not praying in the spirit. Simple. And if you're not praying in the spirit, pray that there is somebody like Paul praying for you to be strengthened with might in your inner man. If you don't have anybody praying for you, and you're not doing that yourself, you're vulnerable. You'll make room for Satan a whole lot. In the same chapter, it says, he who speaks in tongues, that's 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, he who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. The word edify, you check it out. Synonym for the word Edify means to enlighten yourself. The first thing God created was light. Light 
the creation of light, when light comes into your life, that's the beginning of order. Let there be light. The earth was formless and void. Formless and void. And then God said, first thing, let there be light. And Jesus came to the world as the light, right? And Jesus said to us, you are the light. Because when light comes in, order comes in. That's what you need. That's what this gives the word edify, he who prays in a tongue, edifies himself. Means you enlighten yourself. You instruct yourself. You teach yourself. You build up yourself. You become mighty in God. Depending on how hungry you are. That would, that's what's going to drive you to your knees and stay there. I know of a man, I'm going to close with this. I know of a man, I read his book, um, I think he was a carpenter, and God called him into ministry, and he just quit his job and went home. He worked eight hours a day, and so he thought, nobody's going to allow me to preach in the church, so I don't have anywhere to go. God's got to provide for my need. He has some money uh, uh, that he had in savings, and he was living on that. And he, he, stayed, at, uh, he uh, stayed at home, and he, he went to his closet. That's where he some room to pray. And he said uh, in his book, he said he started praying, and he prayed. He was praying in English, and he prayed and prayed and prayed, and he looked at his watch. He had only spent 10 minutes. He had planned to be there for eight hours because, because uh, he figured if he had nothing, he would put in his work day, and God would pay him for his work day, his work day. So he went in to pray, and he was going to spend the whole eight hours and uh, he had prayed everything he knew to pray. And uh, he looked at his time, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And he said, oh my God, how am I going to be here? I don't have anything more to say. What am I going to do? So he figured it out. He started praying in tongues. And he stayed there praying in tongues. Every day he'll go back there. The first day, according to his testimony, the first day somebody invited him to a church. And uh, a, minister, a minister was praying, was up and on stage preaching, and he was sitting back. That was the first day he's been out from that place as a minister. But somebody invited him, and he sat there, and he was watching. And he turned around and looked at a lady. He said he could see all the arthritis. God just opened his eyes. He could see her bones, the joints, and everything, and he knew what it was. He could see spiritually the arthritis, everything. And he got so excited, he forgot that some man was preaching. He ran and grabbed the lady and started praying. And the, the, the uh, preacher said, ah, uh, stop that fellow. Uh, usher, get him. Stop him. He's out of order. And, and the ushers were going fast to stop this man because he was yelling and praying for this fellow while the preacher will kick him out of church, I'm telling you. But when the ushers got there, they could tell the woman was getting healed. And instead of stopping him, they stood. And before long, the woman was up, healed, running all over. He became a great minister after that. <laughs> but that was his testimony. And he was encouraging Christians to spend time praying in the Spirit. I'm not trying to say you receive, you don't receive. That's silly. If you don't have, it's easy. God wants you. If you want it, if you want the gift. But if you have the gift, you can change and transform your situation. Everything may not change in one day, but your life will change for sure. This is kind of long. Stand, it's over tonight. <laughs> you get too excited. Stand up. <laughs> I'm too excited about this. But I pray that God's showing you something tonight. If you have a problem, practice. Take that problem in your mind. Pray in tongues. Stay with it until God gives you peace in your spirit. Amen? Stay with it. It may not change that day, but I guarantee you, 
watch what's going to be happening. God will begin to unfold things. And when that miracle is over, that means God has found a friend. Just like he found Abraham. He knows I can do business with this person. He understands me. You won't do business with somebody that you don't understand, right? And doesn't understand you. But if you talk the same language and you act, you have the same passion, you want to do business with this person because you know you're going to be successful. That's why the Bible says God is looking, his eyes roll to and fro to show himself strong to those who trust him. Amen? Tonight, you are his people. Amen? You are God's people. Don't ever look down on yourself for any reason, no matter what the problem is. Because God's on your side. Amen? God is certainly on your side. I know some of us are going through some things right now as I'm talking to you. But I'm going to declare to you in the name of my father and your father. And you are a family member. Those things are coming to an end. By the power of the name of Jesus. They are all coming to an end. And please let's unite in faith. If two shall agree concerning anything, that they shall ask. On where? On the earth, right? God is going to do it. Lift your hands up to the Lord tonight. And thank Him for the authority that's been delivered into your hand. We're coming back. There are more scriptures I want to share with you. Thank Him for the authority. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the word of God. I can. Don't matter who. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what we're talking about. Being strengthened in our inner man with might by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that does it. Remember I told you the woman said, I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, leave my soul. That's who you are, special to our God. And these are true words from the Father. You are special. You're special to Him. He has nothing against you. But love. He loves you dearly. Father God, I thank you. Let your love, let your people be rooted and grounded in your love. Let Christ Jesus Live in your heart by faith in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you give them that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of their understanding being enlightened that they will know the hope of their calling because you have made them saints of God, family members of the, of, of the, of the Godhead. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your love tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.